0: Discover the Power Within, Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms.
1: Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms. This is Galen McDowell, the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of a series where I've been bringing people on that I feel as though can help empower your life. And one person was so good the last time he came on, we had to make sure that we brought him back so you could call in ask questions, or just listen and hopefully get the golden nuggets that he shares so you can help transform and empower your own life. So today, my guest, again, he was on in February or March, I believe, is uh, the hypnotist, the subconscious mind expert, NLP expert, and all things great, Mark Usik. How you doing there, Mark?
1: Man, Galen, if I was any better, I'd I'd, I would ha- I'd have to start complaining again. That I'm too good. I just feel right. awesome. I feel on fire, and I feel like you know, life is good and life is grand. And when you start saying you had, you know, you, uh, by special request, I'm thinking, man, I hope he isn't going to do marcus ray anthony i, I you know go on.
2: <laughs> you and marcus talk the same talk but you have a different angle
1: <laughs>
2: he, he, he has a different path <laughs> you
1: know, I, mean, I, had, I just had to accidentally just let him know i'm going to be on your show again and just wondering if he if he wanted me to ask you if, if If he had enough requests, or he could be on again. But I said, well, he probably wouldn't want to go down that road, Mark. You know how it
2: is. (laughs) Uh, Marcus is always welcome to come back to the show, and so are you. So just know that's (laughs) just an open invitation. You can always let Marcus know that without a shadow of a doubt. So (laughs) I know know you Uh, all stay in contact.
1: Tell him that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he can always come back and hang out with me on True Transforms. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, and I've had a few of your buddies on too, by the way, a, a few <laughs> folks who we'll have to talk offline. Uh, I've had uh, uh, Gene who runs Success Resources America on and I had somebody on, else, yeah. um, uh, the guy who did uh, Dennis Cummins. He was on as well. Oh. So, so, you know, just been doing the thing, making it work. So. Mark, you know, we're, we're in interesting times, and obviously dealing with the, the, the global pandemic and all that goes along with that process, it's, um, you know, being a, 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 a motivational speaker, a subconscious mind expert, and an entertainer as a hypnotist, how has, first of all, before we get into questions about other people, how has this pandemic affected you?
1: Well, we, uh, <clears throat> we were doing events in Florida. It was March 14th. I flew back, did another event March 15th, and then everything shut down. Now, I, have, I have three different businesses that I run. You know, and I own a sound company that provides sound, light, stage for, for all live events. That was shut down. I'm an entertainer. Can't entertain. I'm a speaker. I had all these events booked all over the world. We were supposed to go to Dubai, uh, India, Philippines, uh, Canada. We have solidly booked, 100% shut down instantly. And at this point, you have to ask yourself, what does this mean to me? It only meant one thing. One thing it meant is at this time, I have no income coming in from any resources, but I do have – and I still have what God gave me was my mind to be creative and to realize, is this going to be the opportunity or is this going to be, oh, poor me? And we can't change events. We do have the right to change what things mean to us. And I believe the opportunity, this, this corona opportunity is where, where we're at. I said in the beginning of the year, do you ever set a goal and you're like, you all motivated? December 31st, you're getting ready. I'm pumped up. I'm motivated. This is what's going to happen in 2020. Nothing's going to stop me. And you're like, yes, I'm on fire. And you set these goals. And one of my goals were I'm going to build up my online business. I'm going to start doing more podcasts. I'm going to start building up my fan base. I'm going to start getting out there. And and then you, you set that goal, and then the end of the year, you, you didn't reach your goal because you kept the same pattern. You did the same thing through the whole year. You just had different desires, but different actions didn't happen. Well, what was interesting is I set these goals, and I'm, and now when you set a goal, you've got to commit to as many people as possible. Man, I went on a, on a marketer's cruise, and I'm, this is what's happening. Well, on March 15th, that goal – opportunity showed up for me in a big way because what you need to do to fulfill some other goals is one, you need some time, more time on your hands. Well, God gave me that. He gave me lots of time now. The other thing is you got to have an audience. See, now we have these audiences. See, people say, boy, if I had more time, if I just had more time, man, I've got all these great ideas. I would be out there. I'd be doing this. Well, you got time now. Now you got an audience. All we have to do is How do we get our audience to listen? We have more people listening now than ever before because they have the time. I remember people used to complain about being in rush hour traffic. I bet they'd like it now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: See, that's the whole thing. And even though my income stopped 100%, you have a sense of fear, a natural sense of fear at first. And then you say – Am I going to let this take me down or build me up? Is what happening to me right now, is it, is it a lesson that I get to learn from? Or am I going to fall victim to something that I need to not fall victim to? So the truth is, there's a pandemic. That's it. There's a virus. That's it. What we do and how we come out of this is 100% up to us. That doesn't mean we don't go through trials challenges and struggles that's what makes us stronger it's the strongest thing you know i know that it's going to affect people in a lot of ways i do realize that i know that people's credit number one is going to go down it's going to happen i was not behind on anything galen nothing i was current on everything you know not nothing behind they dropped my credit from 700 down to the low sixes. So i like for what well they got to lower your balance which means you're your your debt ratio is wrong. It's like yep. I know real estate. You know stock markets are going to go back up. We know that real estate's going to come down. My guess, and I've done a couple thousand deals, so I'm, I've got experience in that. Real estate's going to come down, so we got about six months to a year. We start looking at some good deals. That's an opportunity, right? Divorce mm-hmm. rate is going to go up, and bankruptcies are going to go up. So we got it. See, we've always wished, boy, if I had a crystal ball, I could predict the future. I'd be perfect. Well, you got a ball. And the answers are there. It's just the only thing going to make a difference is what state and how do we wake up every morning is going to determine what we attract and draw into our life. And what are we going to attract in our life? Are the relationships? Are we going to attract the right state of mind? What is it? And based on that is going to determine how our outcome is by the time we get out of this, whether it be September 15th or December 15th. I don't have the answer to that. I just know one thing, that we're all given an opportunity right now, and we have to take that opportunity. It may not look like an opportunity. It may look bad. And some people are going through some really rough times right now. And it's our job to step up for them and to help them without any expectation. And once we do that – it's be amazed at what the opportunity shows up for us because of that.
2: Absolutely. And I absolutely. That this
1: is but, this is uh, the time for that.
2: So Mark, but we have two callers already. So before we could even get in good, we got some callers. So I want to bring them on. I don't want to have them waiting too long. So uh um, okay. first caller, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Hi, how are you doing I there? Is this it. Eric? Yeah, it's is Eric. I'm out walking. That's why I'm saying,
1: can you hear me? I don't know if the wind is in the background or not. So I'm, we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to talk too loud. First of all, I want to thank you, Reverend McDowell, for this awesome show. Thank you, Mark, for coming back on. My quick question is, in this particular uh, situation, pandemic, we are in, mm-hmm. how does mm-hmm. one reinvent himself and stay current and not allow what is appearing with the eyes? To overtake what it's in our creative genes to do. Well, well, what you're seeing is real. So you got to see yes, it for so. what it is. You can't deny it. You okay. got to see it for what it is. The opportunity is: Have you had a desire or a dream or a goal or a purpose in life that you really wanted to do, but didn't find the time to do it, or didn't find the uh, people surround yourself, or just lacked the the information to get to that level in the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now that you have the time, you have the desire, you have the passion, ask yourself, by you following through, how many people are you able to serve by doing this? The moment you think it's about how can, you, how can you do it, what are you going to gain from it, you're off track. Our whole life is based on if you ever want to attract wealth into your life, and when I say wealth, I don't just mean money. I'm talking about relationships, spiritual uh, you know, love, connection, intimacy. When you want to track that, you have to say how many people and how can I serve other people in this world to, to make sure that they get what they want and then you'll get what you want by default. When I, when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I intend to do events, live events, seminars. I cannot do live seminars right now. So what I said was I'm going to figure out how to do seminars and live events on Zoom, on StreamYard. And better than that, how can I inspire and help others to say, instead of you spending money to get there, it comes right to your door. And I'm going to give you strategies on how to do that. You've got to look at yourself and say, what is it I always wanted? Why didn't I move forward? What were some of the assets that I had that I never used? I never even used these assets. And now that you have the time, you have an audience big enough, you have more opportunity now than you've ever had, Focus on what the result is going to be and how many people you're going to serve by doing this. And then think about by you not doing it, how many people are going to be hurt because you didn't follow through on your dream. Yes, sir. All
2: right. right, Thank you for thinking doing I'll say so. uh, We're going to get to the next call. Mark, will you complete with the answer? I want to make sure before we move on. All right. So thank you, Eric, for calling in. Much appreciated. We're going to go to the next caller. Uh, Joanne, are you there? Yes, uh-huh. How are you yes. doing there, Joanne?
0: Um, I, I'm doing great. Thank you. So I think uh, we, we have to live like in a duality as we go through anything we do. We look at, let's say we're going to make a decision. We think of it from a spiritual point, and then we think of it in the world that we're living in. So I think we're constantly... Having to pro, pro, uh, live our life that way—it isn't one or the other. It's like a, it's a conscience of our of our duality. We have to think in in in, in two ways.
2: You, uh, hold on, you know uh, Joanne, I just want to be clear, just because of time's sake, I, I am going ah. to request if, 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 if do you have a question for Mark?
0: Oh. A question to Mark. Oh, just simply yeah. terrific. I love what you're saying, and I just wanted <laughs> to see if I was on the right track. But, uh,
2: no, he, no, no problem. I, I just, if you could form it in the form of a question, just for time's sake, please.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, the question is, do you think that we walk in, in a duality of mind every day, whether we have a pandemic or not, that that's where our mindset should be? That's the question.
1: Absolutely. Your mind is always based on survival needs. It's not designed for you to be successful. It's designed for you to survive. Our conscious, mind, a subconscious. our conscious mind is the creative part. What we do is we get our creative part to influence our subconscious mind so it gives us the results that we take automatically. How you do that is you focus on what results you want, what's your purpose, and why you want them. Focusing on what you have to do will interrupt that pattern. You'll make excuses won't follow through. It's the result. Perfect. You ever okay. want something so bad that you were, nothing was going to stop you? That's the desire, right. that, that's the drive you want in everything okay. that you do.
0: Okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank you so much for sharing your <laughs> okay. Very good. Okay, thank Thanks. you.
2: Bye-bye. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, uh, you know, Mark, one of the things that, you know, we always tell people in our ministry is that the primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we forget that we're also spiritual beings with dominion over our own thoughts and feelings. When we really, really don't realize, or when we don't realize, that we have the ability to create with mind that mind is causative, that that all you know, everything begins in the mind, then we give our power away to other things. And I think you know, what you just said and what you said earlier really spoke to reclaiming your power by reclaiming your
1: mind. And I think a lot of times we when you say we give our mind away, we don't realize it's happening to us, Galen. And here's why, preacher yeah. Is because what is going on in the world and what we listen to, what we watch, whether it's television programs, it's songs we listen to, it's people we hang out with, it's things that we see, it's intentions. That's where our mind is being creative and designing the patterns that we live by every day. So you got to ask yourself, are there people in your phone right now that you need to get out of your phone to make room for people that are going to come into your life? So you can be a stronger, better person. Are there television programs, they even call it programs, that you could delete out of, your, out of your television so you never watch them, turn to those channels, and watch things that will inspire you, to uplift you? Not to say, whoa, that person's got it so bad, I've got it better than them. It's not a comparison. When people compare their life to somebody else, they're in fear of judgment that somebody doesn't feel that they're good enough or not going to be accepted. Instead of being in comparison, one it will be inspirational. What's going right. to uplift us and uplift somebody else? Otherwise, Absolutely. our mind is going to be programmed by certain programs and influences by the things that we bring into our life every day. And we don't even realize we're bringing them in. We don't see what we see. We don't hear what we hear. We, we don't even realize what we're not moving towards when, while we're in mobile.
2: Yes, yes. I get it completely. I can remember, uh, you know, um, besides being a preacher, I'm actually also a martial artist. I have a uh, black sash and uh, kung fu. And I uh, recently, I was just playing back in my head, what made me fall in love with martial art movies and martial arts in general? I can remember my dad taking me some movie. It could have been, I might have been four or five. I don't even remember. I just know that somebody was kicking the daylights out of somebody in this movie. I don't even know <laughs> the name of the movie.
1: Into <laughs> <Andrew> the Dragon.
2: <laughs> but, I, but I remember walking out of the theater with my uh, older brother, Sean, and we're just like jumping up and kicking and whatever and, you know, and right after that I was like, I really like this and then it was a family friend that would take me to downtown Chicago to see three Kung Fu movies the old Shaw Brothers Ponytails and badly dubbed voice (laughs) movies Uh, but those, you know, Five Deadly Venoms and things like that, and you know 36 Chambers of Shaolin and we would go every Saturday and it was like, okay, I have to do this and it's I realized that I was introduced to something that, you know, that just once it got in my subconscious mind I couldn't shake it out. It was like and it because it's a good in my opinion a good habit, it was something that just stayed, but it but it wasn't something that I went to find. Somebody introduced me to it and it just stuck as a program. And I was just there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you, you was open to it, though. See, when yeah. you ask for a door to be open and, and it's cracked, if you don't go to the door, well, then, then that door is going to close eventually. But you were open to it. What? Let me ask right. why did you become a preacher?
2: Um, well, I, well, I became a minister. Well, first of all, I believe that part of my life is to give back to life, to help people discover what's radically right about them, to help people mm-hmm. empower and transform their own lives, one from my own testimony. Um, part of my journey into church was because once I got originally exposed to the church through hearing a Les Brown tape, because he used to be a minister at this church, and before he went into the motivational world. So what it ended up happening was, to make a long story short, my mom played a tape of Les Brown preaching at CUT. He had came back to preach, even though he was the world's biggest motivational speaker at the time, and still is, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up coming to the church a couple of months later, And I ended up almost dying from an asthma attack. I had, um, I put Vicks vapor up on my chest and it activated a dormant asthma. And I was in hospital for five and a half days. I was, um, I was under, I was under home confinement for two weeks after that because of the damage that was done to my lungs. And if I didn't get to the hospital, the emergency room when I did 10 minutes later, I would have been dead. So for me, I was trying to discover the spiritual principles that govern the universe. It wasn't about uh, being religious. And through the studying of new thought Christianity or new thought, as we some people just call it, I learned Christian metaphysics, how to train the subconscious mind, how to touch with the inner presence and power of God that resides within you. I received what many would call a miraculous healing. No inhalers. I was on two inhalers and pills. All of that stuff was gone. That was January of 93. By May of the same year, I was completely healed. And it was all me just working and conditioning my mind, affirmations on three by five cards all day, memorizing prayers, doing meditative work, reading three books oh, at least a week. I totally immersed myself in because our our minister founder, she was known for a statement mark she would say i am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing that was like one of her pet statements so i was like if i'm the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing then i can change this thing because the thinker has the power so i just i just immerse myself into everything i could listen to Everything I can read back in the old days with the Walkmans, walking to you know walking yeah. to work with my Walkmans on, listening to things, and from that process of healing uh, and being immersed in the ministry, a teacher that was here who's now deceased named Rosalie Jackson actually pulled me to the side and she told me that the classes that I was in the that the church offered were too easy for me that I needed to be in the teacher counselor training program. So based upon her recommendation, I went in and in it, I discovered myself. And from that process, I began teaching classes. Then I started preaching. I wasn't even a minister here and I'm preaching to 3000 people. I, you know, I'm in my twenties. It was, it was, it was interesting to say the least or late twenties around the yeah, late twenties or so. Yeah. I think I was 28 when I did my first sermon here and I just kept following the call so for me I know that I'm supposed to be a conduit through which spirit shows up as transformation for others I have a skill I have a talent of absorbing information making it simple for other people and presenting it to them in a way that they can practically use it and if I don't use it then I'm robbing them of the possibility of their own life transformations, and I have people that reach out to me from everywhere: Africa, countries in Africa, Middle East, the UK, the Caribbean, South America, Mexico, North America, uh, US and Canada, and to a, you know, so I know that what I'm doing is working, and it's it just helps me realize that what I'm doing, I really believe at a really high level, is God's will for me. So that's my he, very, 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 very short version of that, Mark. It all started from a healing. And, and, you and, think I, about and it that. went from there.
1: What's going on in the world right now? When people say, what's my purpose? Yeah. The pandemic is their healing for each and every individual out there. It is their VIX on their chest where they they you know, they can yeah. either die or, or not die. And exactly yeah. what you went through, you, at, what you think of why did this happen to me? What did I do? It happened for you for a reason. So you could become the man that you needed to become so you could do the work you needed to do in this world to make such a difference that you've done. And when yes. people call in and have callers saying, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? You find your purpose and you embed yes. your mind and you program your mind with things that are going to feed your mind. When you feed your mind, you feed your body. You, you have a direction. You, you put yourself in that right state, that physical state. And when you do that, it makes such a difference, you know, and that's why when people say, well, I don't know what to do, you know, I don't know what to do. Well, what are you talking about you don't know what to do? That's right there. That's the gift, you know. Who are your role models? Get a plan together and take massive action and help other people who are less fortunate. Everything you described is exactly how you condition your mind and body. This is a pandemic. This, is a, this isn't the coronavirus. It's the corona opportunity. If you think it's a virus, you'll get sick from it in the future, even after it's gone. If you realize it's the antidote. Bye, baby girl. If you realize it's it's what God put in front of us for a reason, how we handle it. Doesn't mean we don't go, you got to go through some tough times in life to be the person you need to become. If things are handed to you, how are you going to learn? The only way we learn is because we go through some pain. And the pain goes away. When pain goes away, when we find the lesson. See, the lesson is, you became the man you look at how many people you've influenced. I mean, just at our event, when you were at our event, do you know we just I just talked to Saba the other day and, and I talked about Preacher Man and says, Man, I said the one thing I, I wish we had done was had Preacher Man come up there and spoke for, you know, thirty minutes. At least we had the opportunity and it's the first time at a live event that I've ever invited somebody to say, Preacher man, will you come up here and, and bless this opportunity that we're we're all eating together? And you know how many people came up to me after that and said thank you. I had a, a Sabah who was Muslim said thank you so much. I was hoping that would happen, and all forms of faith came together because we mm-hmm. came together as people for one thing. And right. I don't think there was another person in this world that could have presented was that was you were supposed to be there for a reason. Yes,
2: and, yes, and I, really I really believe yes. that. I really believe that. We and do we have just, about thirty, 30 seconds
1: before, in the, before. Oh, go ahead, go uh, go.
2: Well, we do have about 30 seconds before we have to take a break. It's, it's almost 1029. So I do want to let people people know that we have a few callers. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get the callers uh, as soon as we come back. And but right before we give the callers, I'm going to make sure that Mark gives you a way that you can contact him. And he has a special program that you can connect with him for free. So we want to make sure that you get all of that information. As soon as we come back from the break, we're going to take your questions. We're going to talk about this and we're going to make sure that you have what you need so you can be equipped and get and stay on purpose because you are the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. So we will be back in about three minutes with Truth Transforms.
0: We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
2: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Let me just do a few Quick commercial stuff, things, and allow Mark to give his information. So before uh, we bring you back to Mark music I want to remind you that you can uh, touch base with Christ Universal Temple's live stream on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, or our YouTube page, which is CU Temple. One word, you can watch our live stream every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. until 12 noon Central Time. And I'm doing the sermon this Sunday, and it's called How to Triumph in troubling times. So you want to make sure you hear that sermon because I have some really good principles and techniques to teach you on how to overcome and deal with this current situation from a spiritual perspective. I also want to remind you that we do Facebook live programs every day, 12 noon central time, Monday through Friday, our uh, COO Gavin Jackson does on Monday and Tuesday. I do them Wednesday through Friday, and we take the daily inspiration for better living periodical, and we give you practical techniques for better living. Uh, I want to remind you also that uh, Reverend Wells does temple talks on Friday, oh, excuse me, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. or uh, Central Time on his fa- Facebook page, Derek Wells. So if you just put at Derek Wells, it'll pull up, or at Rev Derek Wells, it'll pull up, and I think that pretty much covers what we have to cover for today. So just make sure that you stay tuned in. You stay plugged in. If you want more information, you can go to cu temple dot org. dot org. So Mark, uh please yes, let David. people know how well first of all, how they can get in contact with you. And you had mentioned a special deal that you had that you wanted to let people know about, uh my listeners to know about today.
1: Well he, yes, I did. I, I one, they can go to my website, which which is hypnotizememark.com. and they get a free book there too. You know, in my book, uh, creating the life that you want. But what we did was, I waited and I booked an event intentionally after, so it would be after this call, so all your callers can partake of it. I am doing a lose weight Zoom call, live stream yard call where normally it'd be a fee, it's for free. It's a free seminar this Saturday at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, which is about a little later, you know, Eastern Time and Central Time. What I want to do is I want to give your listeners, not just the free book. Last time we gave them a free book. This time I want to give them a free book. See, every time you have me on, I've got to make sure I give them more so you'll have me back. I want to make sure you have (laughs) me back. So if they text the word thin, T-H-I-N, thin, to 55678 five, 55678 really five, the word thin they can register and they'll, they'll find out about the seminar coming up and it's going to be dealing with what's going on where were you december 31st where were you march 15th where are you going to be september 15th i'm going to show a 90-day program how they're going to get down to their to their ideal weight create energy and it's way more than losing weight it's about taking control of your life but as a special get a special gift they can go to hypnotizingmark.com, and they can buy two audio programs for $40, or I can give it to them just by, click, by going on there, which is carb control, controlling your carb intake, and also reducing sugar cravings. So I'm going to give those two absolutely for free just by texting the word THIN to 55678. It's free, and, this, and the event coming up this Saturday is absolutely free as well.
2: And Beautiful, so it's about an
1: hour and a half, so it's going, to be, it's going to teach you all about the mind, why we do what we do, how to take control, what influences us, how to surround yourself with positive coaches in life. It's way more than just losing weight. There's always patterns to everything, and this is just one that I realized when people got stuck home, Galen, we're not moving as much, and we're eating more. So we need, we need to, you know, get rid of those pounds that don't belong to us, you know? I think we borrowed those extra pounds long enough. we got to give them back
2: now. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) I've been doing a three-mile walk every day. I'm not playing around. I was out with my umbrella uh, on Sunday walking, making sure that I'm getting what I need to get for my physical health. So we have a couple of callers. Uh, I'm going to bring them on now, Mark, and let's see what we have here. Nancy, are you there? Nancy? Okay, I don't hear Nancy. So, um, Louie, let's make sure that Nancy doesn't pop on accidentally. Uh, Crystal, are you there? I'm here. Hey, there. Do you have a a question for Mark?
0: Good morning. I do. First of all, I want to say thank you, Reverend McDowell, for having Mark on. And, Mark, I enjoyed you the last time you were on. But I have I would like to get in touch with you to speak with you offline um, mm-hmm. About some personal things that I would like to have know more information about pertaining to hypnotizing, but I do okay. have a, a question pertaining to hypnotizing. When a person is hypnotized, does it have a lasting effect?
1: The answer is yes and no. It depends on what you're going in to be hypnotized for. I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody is a smoker and they come in, they want to be a non-smoker. Will they be a non smoker? It all depends on do they really want to be or do they need to be. See what you want to do is way different than what you need to do. You'll follow your needs before your wants. Mm-hmm. And you could easily get in touch with me if you go to my website, hypnotize me, Mark.
0: Yep I'm looking at it now. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you just email me, put your phone number, and I personally call you back.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. All right. I now will definitely have to spend be time with you now to you today. Okay. Thank you very much. And again, thank you, okay. Reverend McDowell.
2: Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Much appreciated. All right. So, Mark, as we're talking about so many different things and training your mind for what you want to do in life, how do you train your mind, how do you train your subconscious mind to be receptive to more money or to produce and create more money in your life?
1: Number one is don't chase money. Did you ever try to chase an animal? Does an animal come to you or does it run away when you chase it? Do you ever try I run to chase something, it runs from you. Most people chase money. The whole idea is, and I learned this from another speaker, Bill Walsh. He said, if you want to be successful, you don't chase anything. What you do is you wake up in the morning and you have a deal. How many people can I serve today and what can I do different to attract those people to give them a result that they want? By doing that, you're able to charge for your services, whatever that is. If you're in the appliance business, how many people do you have to serve with, with myself and Yolanda? It's like everything was shut down. So we said, okay, how many people do we need to serve to build up our, our fan base? We started doing a cooking show just by accident. We, on Sunday, and I'm the goofy one, she's the she's the straight one, you know? And we have had so many people, and so many people now are doing these things. How many people do you need to serve in order to get what you want to get? The other thing is, if a lot of people think that, well, money's the root of all evil, you got to be all this. No, it's not. It's it's money that built the church that you're able to preach in. It's money that gets homeless people off the street. Ask yourself this, because a lot of people have programs about money. and. The one thing is how many people have to suffer because you're not following what you know you could be doing to attract wealth into your life? Do you remember at our live event when the one lady stood up, Amy, and she said, you know, my grandmother says this about money. And I said, there's a, there's children in Haiti right now that are unable to eat. Remember the story about
2: yeah, My I remember. I remember her. She was sitting. There. Uh, she was sitting close to me. Actually, she yeah. was on the same row as yeah. I was sitting when you when you had this conversation with her.
1: Jed and Amy, I still remember them to this day. Yeah, and and I asked her. I said, "Well, remember when the the, the her the thing came through uh, the tsunami through Haiti? My friend went over there, her daughter, and her job was to teach and feed lunches. It, so at lunchtime, she would get." 25 lunches or whatever the number was, and she'd give all the kids, little kids, their 25 lunches. The problem was is there's 35 kids. So you have to tell 10 children they can't eat because there's not enough food. They couldn't eat because somebody in this country thought money was evil, and they didn't stand up and say, how many children can I feed? How many veterans can I serve? How many ch- churches can I build? How, what is, what's my purpose in life? It's not that you go out there and, and, you know, and you're an, a jerk to everybody, and you let money ruin you. You allow money to empower you, and you do it with honor, because that's the only way some things can get done. You know, I, I don't know if I told you this. I've toured with a lot of entertainers, you know, and I remember I worked with Tim one time, Tim McGraw, and do you know after each concert that he actually donates a house? to a a warrior, a wounded warrior, and nobody knows about it, because he wants to give back. Imagine being able to do that. Imagine being able to do something for somebody without getting caught. What does that feel like? That's true contribution. He doesn't go out there and tell people, hey, guess what I just did. He does it because he was gifted and grateful and he says, thank you for giving me this great life. How can I give somebody else a chance in life and a step up? And that's our purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's our whole purpose in life to serve.
2: I I, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's, that's ministry right there. Somebody you're using your gifts to help another person because ministry means service.
1: It is Uh, to what degree, what is, what are you here for? We're not here because we're not, we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to serve. That's, that's everything. That's how we grow. That's how we get fulfillment. That's the reason why we're able to have things offered to us. That's the reason you put Vicks on your chest is because you had to grow. That's the reason why this situation happened where I can't be on stages now. I get to grow. I get to you know, to influence thousands of people instead of just hundreds in a room now. See, now All my right. message gets to go to everybody, and. What if this didn't happen, and there was somebody that said, you know what, I was suicidal, and I was getting ready to take my life, but because the pandemic happened, I listened to one of your seminars, and was online, and I stopped myself. And now I became a preacher to help people from committed suicide. See, that happens for a reason. We can't judge. We don't know who we're going to influence. All we know is we have to stay on purpose and know we're doing what we're supposed to do for the people and for the right reasons to serve. How many Absolutely. people do you have to serve to attract money into your life daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, yearly? What do you yes. have to do different today that you did, that you did it yesterday? See, I'm doing totally different things. I am so fired up and, ex- and excited that all my jobs got canceled. I have the time to create the life I want. I have surrounded myself with so many people that I'm building a foundation. I took two steps back, and now I'm going to run like I've never run before.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: The other and I
2: get it. I get it. I get it. I think that's a part of it. And and when you were having that conversation with uh, the woman at the seminar, as I'm playing back in my head, I can remember watching her. And as you were talking to her, she was having some type of what I would call a physical response because no. you were you were poking at a belief that was deeply ingrained. And do you see that that normally happens when you really start to poke on a a sacred cow belief that might be unconscious, that people have they, – they get uncomfortable uh, or have physical responses that just sh- show up because the subconscious is so connected to the body?
1: Every, every thought is a physical response, every thought. The pattern was on her pattern because of what? We want two things in life, to be good enough and to be loved and accepted. Why would she sabotage herself? Because she wanted her grandmother to love and accept her. So she would actually give up her values and needs, not knowing it consciously and not able to serve others because she didn't see the others she wasn't serving. She only saw the grandmother she was honoring so she could be loved and accepted by her deeply and not disrespected. If I become successful, what does that mean? Grandma will think, oh, my God, I'm selfish. Uh, It's all about me. I'll be disconnected. Instead of saying, Grandma, we're going to go feed 25 children today. I want to show you how we do this. By me increasing my business, we're going to donate this much. Remember our lunch learning contribution? First time we did that. First time we did that. That's great. And did everybody have money to buy lunch? Yeah. didn't. What was interesting is people would walk up to us during the seminar, and here's $100 anonymously. Yeah. And nobody got turned away. See, I don't believe you turn people away. I believe you welcome them in. And because you welcome that door in, they will welcome the door to 10 others in when their door is given open to them.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, it just goes back to the contribution that you're talking about over and over again, show up as service, show up as contribution, uh, give your best effort, learn what you need to learn, do what you need to do. Um, um, as I was, I, I felt as though I need to share this to you, share this with you. So my story on the hospital, as I was talking to you about it, um, mm-hmm. offline, when I got to the place to where I was, uh, I felt great, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm studying, uh, I'm visualizing, I'm meditating, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on, I'm listening to everything, I'm like, I'm totally transforming my consciousness, the the way I think, feel, speak, everything, and by that May, I mean, this literally late January to May, I did, did a total makeover, I can remember going to the doctor for my last checkup, And I'm telling him all of these great things. But, you know, he has to stay on script because he has a job to do. And I'm not faulting him for that Mm -hmm. at all. And, you know, he's telling me, no, I don't care how good you feel. You got to stay on this regular inhaler and this keep this other inhaler in case of emergencies and these pills because of the damage that was done. I was like, but you're testing me. You say everything is good. He's like, I know. But, you know, this is what it is. So I can remember going home and I prayed about it. And I don't say this, and let me say this for those who are listening. Every time I share this story, I always say this was my experience. You have to have your own. I'm not recommending what anybody should or shouldn't do. But I remember going to my mother and having a conversation. I'm 20 years old. And I said, Mom, uh, I believe I'm healed. And I'm going to prove that this truth works or I'm not going to be here and i threw the two inhalers and the pills in the garbage in front of her and to her credit she didn't t- try to talk me out of it she said okay and walked away and and i and i often wonder if my mom who was the one person on the planet that could have said to me don't do that i would have stopped what that would have changed because i believe that that was my what some would call my big faith step that where I was totally convinced and convicted that this was the state step I had to make for my next stage of life. If I didn't make that decision, what would have happened? So when you start talking about, you know, showing up in service from that moment on, I was on point when it came to doing what I need to do to serve people. And I felt as though the hospital experience and that decision uh, that I made at the time with the it, two inhalers and the pills was the best thing that ever happened to me because it created this new version of me. And I think that's what you've been sharing with people. Uh, and I just felt as though I needed to share that with you.
1: Well, you think about this, you love your mother more than anything yeah. just by the nature of how much love, love conquers a lot of, a lot of healing. It cures a lot of pain just yeah. by the love that you had for your mother. By her saying that, your body's gonna say, oh, "You ain't gonna fail my mama." That ain't gonna right. happen. So you're gonna <laughs> yeah. get better. And the subconscious, yeah. uh oh, this this guy's serious. I mean, you gotta yeah. start working on that body of ours. You know, we need to take care of this because you know you you don't want it. you can't do that. He's serious. And think yes. about the power of your mother and the suggestion that she gave you subconsciously by saying, "Okay, just that." That power. I mean, we think about the gifts that are given to us every day. Some say no, and they don't know. Some say yes, and they take a chance and leave a faith. See, doctors don't go by faith. Right. They go by science. And if you don't have faith, then you have to default to science and what the playbook says. Do you remember the movie Top Gun?
2: Yeah, I love that movie. I've seen it like.
1: 55 times <laughs> yeah and Tom, Tom Cruz, he's flying right and he hits the brakes and lets somebody pass he goes, that's not protocol sometimes right. you have to do what you're not supposed to do to get the results you need to get right and that's right. that's what that's what happened that's yes. what it is that's that's our that's, that's what makes us grow is is because of that
2: yes 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 absolutely absolutely it's it's that part of the process that when you make that step, it means all the difference in the world. And I don't know what that is individually for the different people that are listening to this show. But I do believe that there's a higher calling on everybody's life. and But it requires you to do something as well. And, you know, I, I, I'll I never forget, you know, and I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, Mark. I normally don't share stuff. I just let the, the, <laughs> the speakers talk. So I don't know what's happening, but it's, it's just how we move energetically. I just we're think we, unity, we're brother. supposed That's to know why. each other. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm you know, so grateful uh, that I, I'm friends with you. You have no idea.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting because I just had this visualization of Reverend Coleman, who was the first big time black female minister in in the United States and, you know, building, you know, black woman from Mississippi, building a 3000 seat church in Chicago. That was a big deal. And I can remember her saying to me uh, when I sat down, when she asked me to come work for her and she said, I knew you were a minister years ago, but I didn't say anything to you because you couldn't see it yet. And what, what that also brought to me was what you said about coaching. She could see what I couldn't see. And when you coach people, how do you communicate to people what they can't currently see in themselves?
1: I want to find out what's the story and what's their purpose. What's their dreams and why haven't they fulfilled it? What stopped them? What are the assets and the gifts and the talents and the tools that they have that they have not used and why haven't they used them? All I'm doing is I'm opening the door, and sometimes you got to push somebody. You know, if you're skydiving… That door opens up, but if they don't jump, they're gonna go, they're gonna take the plane all the way down. Sometimes somebody just needs a little push. And that's that's what a good coach does. They don't yell at you, they don't they encourage you to see things that you're unable to see to give you a new meaning of what things mean to you, so you move in the direction you need to move in. See, we all know what to do. Then why aren't we doing it? We all have the tools to do it. Why aren't we doing it? A coach gets you to take you by the hand and walks you there. See, that's what a good coach does. They walk you by the hand. That's what I love to do is I love coaching people. I see the acid in them, just like you do. How do we take somebody? I'll give you an example. What I do is when I have somebody say they're committed 100%, are you in? I'm in. I'm in. They're pumped up, right? Sometimes they fall back when they make promises to themselves. When a coach does, they make promises to the coach. So I say, here's the deal. You, you're welcome to fail if you choose to because when you, when you sometimes force somebody to do something, They resist by nature. When you encourage them and give it their choice, they follow through. So what I'm doing now, and I just thought this was talking to you on the phone. I just popped in my head. Those that have desires and dreams and goals, you write down what you want, why you want them. What what are you willing to do? What are you capable of doing? How many people are you going to serve? Forget about, I know what I don't want. I want to hear that because what what you say is you attract in your life. That's your goal. You focus on what the results are. By not following through, here's a challenge for everybody. Now, you I don't know if you've ever seen this on YouTube, but I want everyone of your listeners to go to this. By not following through, you have to do the stinky fish challenge. If you have not seen that video, everybody needs to watch that video, the stinky fish challenge. It's fermented herring. And it is the nastiest smell. It is so great. I told Yolanda, I'm doing the Stinky Fist Challenge, and I'm, and I'm getting people to do it. Why? Because I'm committed to building my fan base because I know when I build my fan base, I'm going to influence all those people. I know one of the things I have to do is those crazy things, those nutty things, and let people have fun and experience with it. It's not all serious. It's fun stuff, you know? So uh-huh. I told people, we're doing the Stinky Fist Challenge. you got to Google it. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see.
2: I will if definitely knew, look it up after the show is over, without a doubt. <laughs> uh, as as incentive it, to make sure people are following through <laughs> on what they're supposed to do,
1: they will follow through. They they will Absolutely. follow through when you know you want you, you. We will move towards pleasure and move away from pain. If you knew you had to eat a, a piece of stinky fish, you will move like you have never been motivated. It would be like a shark coming after you in the ocean. You, I don't know how to swim. You learned how to swim real fast. <laughs> That's a fact. Absolutely. And what it does, it, it gets your mind. It doesn't let you focus. See, so if we take time and we, we think about, should I do it? Within seconds, guess what happens? We talk ourselves out of it. Our brain is designed to talk ourselves out of success because it's there for survival. Why take risks, right? What if I do it and it doesn't work? People won't like me. So what we have to do is we have to interrupt that pattern. we got to get in front of that. So we lead our subconscious mind. And then we set those programs so we follow through every time. And we can do it in a fun way. Once absolutely, we break that absolutely. pattern once, boom. Maybe the first time you preached, you are probably nervous and scared. What if I don't say the right thing? Yeah. And then you got up there and something took over. Because you had nothing <laughs> to prove, you only had something to share. And that's absolutely. what this is about
2: yeah yeah i I was beyond nervous that first time matter of fact we only have about a minute left so let me just say this really quickly after i did my first sermon which i think was pretty pretty good for a first sermon i uh reverend coleman called me in our office a few days later and she said you did a good job i really enjoyed it and i got great feedback however you don't have to try to teach everything you know in one sermon. So in my mind, <laughs> I, I was like, if I don't ever get a shot again, she's going to know I know my stuff. <laughs> so, so, so I taught about six chapters oh worth of material God. in a 35-minute sermon So, but because I was nervous. But now as you do it and you play with it and you just allow yourself to be a conduit, it can happen. So um, we're about 30 seconds away from closing, Mark. So I want to, first of all, thank you again for coming on. Uh, I believe that you are a true light in the world. And I know that everybody who touches base with you will be blessed and have the opportunity for transformation if they're willing. So I want to thank you all, first of all, for being you, for you and your wife, Yolanda, and all of of your team. Just thank you so much for the work that you do. Because it's it's changing lives.
1: Well, I hope we get to impact people on our lose weight summer this Saturday. Get my free gifts. You know that's what I'm saying. Is you know just just all text right. the word to five five six seven eight and you get all my stuff for free. So
2: beautiful, beautiful. Thank you all. God bless you. See you. Be, I'll be with you next week.
0: Thanks for listening.